Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. So, Maya, how was your week? It was rough. (laughs) It was challenging, but... I thank God for resilience, like for real. But it was a good week. I mean, in the end, in all of it, in the midst of all of it. But, yeah, it started out crazy with Kobe. Yes, yes, that was very, very sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. But I've been thinking about that all week long and reflecting on um, her family and how what she's going through, um, you know, with the girls that she has she has a seven month old and just all the other families that were also uh impacted because they were also on the helicopter yeah so i've really been praying for all the families Mm -hmm. affected absolutely and i you know of course when stuff like that happens i was like okay god like what are you trying to show us what do you want us to get from this you know and I I mean, so far, I think the best thing that I've seen come from it is people really realizing the importance of just not taking for granted your loved ones, like really celebrating the moments that you do have with them, because you never know when your last day. Yeah, you just never know. So really, um, you know, celebrating the people around you that you love now while while they're here, you know, not waiting for something like this to happen to be like, oh, you know, they were great. They were this. They were that. But like really taking the time to do that. So. But yeah, I thank God for resilience. Like, I feel like, you know, I've had rough moments this week, but it's like, you know, before, even during and after, he's like, I got you. I got you. You know, giving words of encouragement, giving, you know, moments of of joy and and laughter and peace where I'm like, okay, God. So, yeah. But yeah, that was my week. How was your week? Um, It was it was stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, Very busy as usual. Um, had a lot of a lot of things to do with the girls and the school and work. Mm-hmm. Just just a lot in every area of my life. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been a little stressful for me this week. Yeah. But thank God, you know, we're alive mm-hmm. and we're here. So I'm still content in every season of my life. Um, even the the tough days, the bad moments, there's always something to be thankful for. Absolutely. And so I'm I'm blessed. Amen. Well, we're glad y'all are here as well, yes. becoming Eva community. Thank we, you guys for listening. Whew. Yes, we and appreciate watching. the support. Thank y'all for viewing and you know subscribing on YouTube, sending in your noble character requests or suggestions and. Um, you know, all of that. Like, thank you just so much for the support. We're excited for retweeting, resending, reposting, all of that. We're super excited and appreciative. So let's get into it. What are we talking about today? Well, last week we focused on beauty from the inside Mm -hmm, out. mm -hmm. So this week is very connected to what we talked about last week. Uh We're focusing on self-love and how that equates to self-care. Yes, very good. And of course, you know, today's February 1st. We are kicking off the month of love. Yes. And we're going to be talking about love all month, but, um, you know, felt it very appropriate and very fitting uh, to start with self-love. You know, I was um, reading in um, and reflecting on God's word and how, you know, his two greatest commandments, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, you know. And then the second one being love your neighbor as yourself. And so I think oftentimes people condense that to love God, love people, which is great. We should love God. We should love people. But that love your neighbor as yourself Like, it's almost like God is implying, like, you should already be loving yourself, you know. And I think oftentimes that kind of gets lost in that message. And we just focus on loving God and loving people without loving self. So oftentimes people are like, okay, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? You know, so we're really taking this time to break it down and equate it to self 
care because you care for those you love, which should mean you should care for yourself, you know. So there are a couple different areas that we're going to talk about in self-care. Um, and we kind of have it broken out into different areas because there are a lot of different ways that you can care for yourself, you know. So the first one I would say is spiritually caring for yourself spiritually. You know, we've touched on that in previous episodes, but it's so important. I'm like, we're going to drive it home and drive it home. And probably, you know, in almost every episode that we talk about, because you really can't do anything else unless you have a relationship with God. I should say you can, but you can't necessarily do it effectively until your optimal Um, outside of having an effective relationship with God. So uh, self-care from a spiritual aspect, what does that look like for you? Well, I've been meditating on that all week long, and Mm -hmm. I came across a book that I read a while ago about the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Mm. And so I was thinking, when you read that book, have you read that book yet? I have, yeah. It's mostly talking about the different ways that... Mm -hmm. You you show love in a relationship with a spouse mm-hmm. or a significant other. Mm-hmm. You can show love by words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. You can show love by acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about how we can apply that to ourselves. If we um, would speak words of affirmation think positive thoughts, say positive things That's good. and acts of service, how we can do that to ourselves. That's really like, good. Um, scheduling in time um, for the gym, mm-hmm. scheduling in me time, mm-hmm. shopping time, just things um, that you can do for yourself. Yeah. And then for receiving gifts, you can treat your, yourself you can go out go shopping and treat yourself with gifts Mm -hmm. um quality time making sure you're spending quality time with yourselves with devotion yeah uh, up in your spirituality um leisure activities and sleeping Mm -hmm. and exercise just make sure we're spending quality time with ourselves and physical touch even uh, making sure that we we relax our bodies and our minds um, take a hot bath Mm -hmm. use some um, essential oils I have a diffuser that my husband um, bought from Bath and Body Works um, the aromatherapy stuff from Bath and Body Works so when I take a bath, I turn my diffuser on. Um, when Sometimes when I'm working, mm-hmm. I light a candle. Mm-hmm. Um, it just helps me to relax. And pedicures, manicures, um, you know, getting massages, mm-hmm. the physical touch of your skin, of your body. Those are things that you can do to show yourself self-love and self-care. Just applying those love languages mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah, no, that's, that's, those are all great examples. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm here for all of it. <laughs> all of it, you know, and I think oftentimes people think of self care as being very selfish. And I'm like, it's really not because honestly, you can't care for others unless you care for yourself. You have nothing to give that's of value unless you have taken time to be refueled, to be replenished, to be renewed, to be refocused. Like, nothing in any aspect of your life do you have to give that's of value unless you take time to do that. And so, I always tell people I'm doing this for me but I'm also doing it for you (laughs) I really am you know I'm doing it for you so that you know when I do give I'm giving at my best and I'm giving of my best I'm giving you know something that's of value and of substance so those are all excellent excellent examples I have a quote actually that I want to read Um, it's a little long but I just feel it's so necessary because um, when I came across it I was like wow you know especially in this day and age a lot of people are talking about self-care 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 which is great which is great but I think um, sometimes our perception and our perspective of it can be a little skewed and so I thought this kind of helped give a very solid definition Um, and so I'll I'll um, share who quoted it at the very end or who shared it but um self-care is often a very unbeautiful thing it is making a spreadsheet of your debt and enforcing a morning routine and cooking yourself healthy meals and no longer just running from your problems and calling the distraction a solution 
It is often doing the ugliest thing that you have to do, like sweat through another workout or tell a toxic friend you don't want to see them anymore or get a second job so you can have a savings account or figure out a way to accept yourself so that you're not constantly exhausted from trying to be everything all the time and then needing to take deliberate, deliberate mandated breaks from living to do basic things like drop some oil into a bath and read Marie Claire and turn your phone off for the day. A world in which self-care has to be such a trendy topic is a world that is sick. Self-care should not be something we resort to because we are so absolutely exhausted that we need some reprieve from our own relentless internal pressure. True self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. That part right there, I'm just going to say it again. True self-care is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And that often takes doing the thing you least want to do. It often means looking your failures and disappointments square in the eye and re-strategizing. It's not satiating your immediate desires. It is letting go. It is choosing new. It is disappointing some people. It is making sacrifices for others. It is living a way that other people won't. So maybe you can live in a way that other people can't. Shout out to Dave Ramsey. Okay. It is <laughs> letting yourself be normal, regular, unacceptable. It is sometimes having a dirty kitchen and deciding your ultimate goal in life isn't going to be having abs and keeping up with your fake friends. It is deciding how much of your anxiety comes from not actualizing your latent potential and how much comes from the way you are being trained to think before you even know what was happening. A lot there. If you find yourself having to regularly indulge in consumer health care, it's because you're disconnected from actual self-care, which has very little to do with treating yourself and a whole lot to do with parenting yourself and making choices for your long-term wellness. It is no longer using your hectic and unreasonable life as justification for self-sabotage in the form of liquor and procrastination. It is learning how to stop trying to fix yourself and start trying to take care of of yourself and maybe finding that taking care lovingly attends to a lot of the problems you were trying to fix in the first place. It means being the hero of your own life, not the victim. It means rewiring what you have until your everyday life isn't something you need therapy to recover from. It is no longer choosing a life that looks good over a life that feels good. It is giving the hell up on some goals so you can care about others. It is being honest, even if that means you aren't universally liked. It is meeting your own needs so you aren't anxious and dependent on other people. It is becoming the person you want and are meant to be. Someone who knows that salt baths and chocolate cakes are ways to enjoy life, not escape from it. Wow. And that was Brianna Weist, W-I-E-S-T. So um, That's a powerful, yeah, powerful it is. quote. There were so many points um that spoke to me absolutely in, in that quote um just even enjoy building a life that you don't have to escape from yes yes um for me I feel like it's a process mm -hmm. and I'm constantly readjusting and trying to align myself so that I enjoy life I'm at a point in my life where I do feel content mm -hmm. with my life and from the outside looking in, it may look like I have a lot going on with my, my family mm -hmm. and young kids and a husband and a job. But I do truly enjoy every aspect of it, Yeah, even though it's difficult sometimes mm -hmm. and challenging and it's a struggle. But mm -hmm. I really do enjoy my children. Yeah. I enjoy my job. I enjoy every single aspect of my life and I do try to do those hard things mm -hmm. like exercising mm -hmm. and eating healthy. Those mm -hmm. are not always easy things it's true. to do at yeah. all. <laughs> it's true. We were my husband and I were just talking about that this week how, you know, our prayer, you know, ending out of last year and coming into this year has been just consistency. I mean, we have seasons where we're more consistent with um, diet and exercise or food and exercise more than others. And I just feel like God is giving us a grace to like, hey, maintain, you know, some of those habits that you incorporated, you know, um, at the beginning of the year, like go forward, you know, and it's like, okay, wow, God, like we really can do this. And you really want us, you want this for us, like you want us to be our best selves. So um, just, yeah, embracing 
those challenging, you know, not so easy, not so popular things that are for your long-term well-being. So we talked a lot about spiritual self-care, what that looks like. Of course, you know, spending time with God, cultivating your relationship with him, spending time in his word and all that great stuff, which we'll circle back to. But let's talk about self-care emotionally. What does that look like for you? Well, emotionally, for me, I have to think positive thoughts Mm -hmm. and say positive thoughts. I I can remember a time back in college when I had just broken up with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and I didn't really feel like I was getting a lot of attention Mm because, you know, not having a boyfriend, sometimes you identify yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like with that relationship. And so I remember a time when I would say out loud, nobody loves me. Nobody cares. And I would say it sometimes on the phone Mm -hmm. to my mom. Mm -hmm. And she would say, stop saying that. Mm. That's not true. Don't say nobody loves you. Yeah. And that's that's not true. God loves you. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have, you know, a boyfriend or a significant other to make you feel like mm-hmm. your love. Yeah. Um, God loves you. Your family loves you. You have friends. Stop saying negative thoughts mm-hmm. to yourself because it can come depressed. Absolutely. And I think I was kind of leaning towards becoming depressed yeah. because I felt like nobody loved me. Nobody mm-hmm. cared. Mm-hmm. And that was very inaccurate inaccurate statement that I would say and now I know that I'm loved by God Mm -hmm. number one Mm -hmm. I'm loved by my husband I'm loved by my family my Mm -hmm. daughters my parents and friends Mm -hmm. even if I didn't have all of those different things yeah I know that I'm loved by God and that's all you really need absolutely you have to know that that's the truth I mean what you say and what you speak like profess They're so important, you know, so you have to constantly make sure that even in times when you're being challenged or when you don't feel good or you, you know, you may be dealing with depression, like be mindful of what is coming out of your mouth. And even if you don't have the words to say, go to the word of God, go to the word of God and find his promises as it relates to joy, as it relates to peace, as it relates to love, you know, write them down, post them up, put them on your wall, put them on your mirror, you know, so you can recite his promises, even if you, what's coming out of you or how you're feeling doesn't match up, choose the good, you know, and focus on that. So that can be, you know, manifested in your life. You know, I would say for me, emotional care means being aware of how I'm feeling, you know, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Like I said, you know, this week has been rough. This week has been rocky um, for multiple reasons, but Um, the important thing for me was not to try to stifle it, not to try to sweep it under the rug, not to try to ignore it, not to try to rush through it, but to really take time and say, okay, why am I feeling this way? And you know, what, what do you want me to get from, from these emotions that I'm feeling? What do you want me to glean from, learn from, you know, journaling is a great way that I process emotionally. I am a writer. So, you know, I journal a lot. I mean, and even, um, I find during different seasons of my life when I'm moving or cleaning up or what have you, I'll see like my big library of journals and just going through them, you know, sometimes and looking at, you know, some of the promises that God has brought to pass or just some of the things that I was processing through and it just shows my progress over the years and God's faithfulness over the years. But writing and journaling is a great way for me to process emotionally. And I'm going to, I'm going to address another, uh, well, one of many elephants in the room that we'll probably address, but, um, therapy, therapy, yes. first and foremost, therapy is on my, uh, 40 for 40 list. I am going to see a therapist. I have seen therapists in the past. Uh, I think I saw one in probably in each decade of my life outside of my teens. I saw a therapist in my 20s because I was having some daddy issues. Uh, actually, I was having some other issues that we'll <laughs> get into at a later time. But um, but it, it kind of led me to address and deal with my daddy issues um, as far as him not being in my life growing up. And, you know, um, that re- me not feeling like that was an effective relationship or a healthy relationship and um, just ways that I could, you know, acknowledge it first and foremost and then cultivate a healthy one so I did therapy during that time I did therapy while I was going through chemotherapy which was a blessing um, because I genuinely believe that 
um, a lot of what we deal with in our physical bodies can sometimes be a manifestation of what we're dealing with spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And so during that time, I was able to address the spiritual, mental, and emotional while I was also addressing the physical. And so I had to deal with a lot of forgiveness during that time. I realized I was harboring bitterness and resentment during that time. I had, was dealing with church hurt. That's a whole nother episode, which we'll talk about <laughs> probably at some point. But, you know, a, a lot of things that I was dealing with during that season that, you know, God used cancer to help me put my finger on and say, hey, I need you to resolve this because I don't want to just heal you on the outside. I want to heal you on the inside. I want you whole. I want you whole. I want you healthy. And I want you holy. And those are like, you know, that's kind of like been my mantra, I should say, over the last 10 years. You know, my my goal in life to be whole, to be healthy, and to be holy. And so um, therapy I don't find think there's anything wrong with that. I will say this, you know, make sure you find a, a therapist that is a Christian because you want to make sure yes. that they're also enforcing, you know, biblical principles and, and reinforcing scripture as well. But sometimes we just need to talk to somebody. We need to talk to somebody. For me, I would say I needed to talk to somebody that didn't know me that wasn't connected to anybody I knew, you know, that didn't have any um, perceptions already in their minds about who I was or what they were dealing, what I was dealing with or um, the people that I was dealing with, the experiences and the organizations. I, I needed somebody that was completely a stranger and disconnected from me so that I could be completely honest about myself, about my family, about my friends, about my church, about everything and not feel judged. And so, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. Too. So I don't think there's anything wrong with therapy. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I think we all need a therapist. I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, about therapy. She was like, girl, I need a therapist on speed dial. I need, <laughs> I need them to be like a member of the family. Like, you know, like, did you talk to so-and-so this week? Did you ask them how they do it? Like, you need, like, that should be a part of your life. Or I should say, you shouldn't be afraid of that being a part of your life. So those are all, for me, ways that I really try to exercise emotional self-care I also like to write too mm -hmm. when I was going through a very difficult time in my life yeah. I ended up <laughs> writing an entire book yes she did <laughs> an entire book uh, to help me get through the grieving process that's awesome so I was dating um, this guy that I met at my church mm -hmm. and we dated for almost four years wow and during the last year of um, the time that we were dating, mm -hmm. I kept asking God, is he, is he my spouse? Is he the one, mm -hmm. you know, help me, show me a sign. Mm -hmm. And God was speaking to me throughout that entire last year that we were dating, but I could not see the red flags that God mm -hmm. was showing me. Okay. Like I couldn't put it together. Yeah. And so then I visited my brother out in California mm -hmm. and on a plane ride home, I was asking God to show me if he was the one. And I told him to show me clearly when I get back to Atlanta. Yes. If he's the one for me. Gotcha. And so when I got back, I called him over to my house and he came over and we got into a, a horrible argument Ooh. and it actually turned physical. Ooh. And I was shocked, number mm -hmm. one, because he didn't show any signs of ever being physically abusive to me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he even, you know, choked me and I punched him oh and um, he pushed me down the concrete steps of my front porch. Wow. Uh, it was a very horrible breakup. Mm. And so then about... I would say two weeks later, you know, he called to ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. and apologize. And, you know, I said, I forgive you, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we can't be together because mm -hmm. I always said I would never be with someone that yeah. would be put their hands on me. Yeah. And so I was like, dang, when I was reflecting, I was like, dang, God, you really answered my prayer. Because yeah, I was like, I was like mm. show me clearly ding, ding, when ding. I get, there it is. get home. <laughs> and so it was super, super clear. Ooh. And so it was very traumatic. But I was like, dang, God, I mean, you could have, um, you know. <laughs> Told me in a dream instead right. of getting choked. Like, what in the world? So 
and then I, he started bringing back to my memory all the different red flags he was showing me. He's like, I've been talking to you this mm. whole year. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, you were answering mm. me. And so the next week, I had a dream. God showed me in a dream. Mm-hmm. And I was going up this mountain, and there was this large hand holding my hand, and mm. it started to run Aww. down the mountain. And when I woke up from the dream, I could still feel that hand holding my hand. And I was like, what was that? Mm. And so I called my mom, and I told her what happened. And she said, that was the hand of God holding your hand. And he was telling me that I was getting ready to go on a journey and he would see me through. Wow. He would be holding my hand through this journey. Mm -hmm. And so a couple days later, um, he was in an automobile accident and he Mm. was actually killed. And so that was a really rough time for me because even though we were broken up, I never would have wanted that for him. Yeah, uh, I cared for him. I cared for his family. And I did not really know how to process mm-hmm. my feelings. And that the same day that I found out that he was killed, I had wine for the first time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, it was a whole bottle. His parents, he ca- they came over for like a dinner uh-huh. party or something that left a bottle of wine at my wow. house. And so I popped it open and was drinking, drinking. And my, I told my friends, they were like, OMG, you were drinking on an empty stomach? Yeah, that's And that's the crazy. first time you had yeah. ever had alcohol? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but... After that, you know, because I was like, Lord, forgive me, because I I know I got drunk Um, (laughs) in my house by myself. Yeah, it was crazy. But I didn't have any family or friends. Well, I had some friends, but, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, they were out and about, you know, doing doing their life. Sometimes when you're going through things, sometimes your friends don't always know, like, you know, what you need at that moment. And so I had one friend that came over, and she helped me, like, go to his house because mm-hmm. I know it was it was very um, tense mm-hmm. because they knew that we had just broken up and mm-hmm. it was a bad breakup mm-hmm. and so you know she came with me mm-hmm. you know when I went to his family's house yeah. and it was just a rough day but then even after that just going through the grieving process was very difficult for me because I didn't have my family here that I felt like I could use as support. Yeah. So I would write and I was journaling and writing poems and God was giving me all these different words and I was getting very close to God and truly learning how to be intimate with him mm-hmm. and learning his voice. Amen. That was very important for me was learning the ways that God speaks to me mm-hmm. and le- learning the voice of God. And so through that, you know, I was writing and it turned out to be a book because Later on, um, my mom, she prophesied that I was getting ready to meet my husband. And then once I meet him, everything was going to happen fast. Mm -hmm. And so about six months later, I met Ryan. And of course, all of that happened really fast. And all of that's incorporated in the book. It's called The One Who Restores. But that, that helped my emotions, just getting it out and writing, writing it down. That's amazing. That's an amazing story, amazing testimony. And shameless plug, you can purchase The One Who Restores <laughs> on our website, becomingevatoday.com. It's an excellent, or excellent Amazon. book. Or Amazon, <laughs> yes. It's an excellent story. But y'all just got the cliff note version. But, like, literally to, like, dive into it, thank you for, like, taking the time to capture that. Because, I mean, from relational abuse to, um, you know, uh, grief, to, you know, meeting your spouse, like those are all, there are nuggets in all of those that I think, you know, anybody could benefit from, you know, in one way, shape or another. So that's excellent, you know, and grief, you know, is is something that is important for us to process through emotionally, you know, um, a lot of people may be experiencing feelings of grief this week, you know, and that is something that you need to take time to process through. It's yes. okay to grieve, you know, it's okay to grieve. Like the word of God says, blessed are those who grieve or who mourn for they shall be comforted, but you can't be comforted unless you mourn. You know yes. what I mean? Like you have to acknowledge how you're feeling. 
you know, even Jesus wept, like Jesus grieved, Jesus mourned, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling sad, with feeling um, grief at times, you know, but we just have to learn how to process through it and invite God in to help us process through it. So I'm glad writing was great for you um, to do that. I know I attended a grief share support group when my mother passed away. It was just important for me to know that I wasn't alone and that there are other people that have experienced loss, you know, and how to navigate in in that group. I learned about the term the new normal because it does feel like a new normal when someone close to you passes away or someone that you're familiar with even passes away. You know, it's like, am I in an alternate dimension? Like, how is the world still spinning and this person is not on this planet anymore like living and breathing you know but yeah all of those are excellent ways to process through emotionally so let's move into mental self-care um do you have any thoughts on how to process mental self-care definitely therapy like you said Mm -hmm. um is very beneficial and Mm -hmm. i know i've shared before about after i had my second child Mm -hmm. how I battled with postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and I actually had to see a therapist to kind of get me through um, that time in my life. Mm -hmm. And she helped me to talk it out, get it out, talk to someone. And then she helped me to um, come up with a strategy to take things off of my plate and to redistribute some of my responsibilities. Very good. And she encouraged me to communicate effectively to my spouse. Mm -hmm. So I heeded everything that she suggested and I did, and it helped. Um, So definitely therapy is number one. I think you have to have somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. during difficult times in your life. Mm -hmm. And nobody can really escape from struggles. It's it, yeah. it happens for everyone. Absolutely. Everyone goes through different pains mm-hmm. and challenges in your life. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Nobody is exempt from it. Yeah. Mental mental self-care is, is important. I think for me, I try to focus on different ways to stimulate myself mentally. Um, I love learning. So if it's reading a book or taking a class, like I love being exposed to new and different things. Um, so for me, I, I try to set goals along those lines. You know, um, if it's a certification, if it's going back to school or what have you, those are all things for me to help keep me mentally stimulated and to constantly be growing and evolving and developing. You know, I've heard it said, you know, before and, you know, when I was when I was younger, I was always encouraged to be a lifelong learner. And I'd be like, OK, well. I don't know if I want to get my PhD. Like, what does that mean? You know, but really, really, I think it means constantly being open to learn new and different things because, you know, the phrase is true. The only thing constant is change. And I think it's very easy for us to get comfortable in how things are once we find a rhythm or once we, you know, are able to master something, you know, but God is always like, there's another level. There's another step. Mm -hmm. There's even more for you to do and even more for you to know and more for you to, to learn and grow and developing and so not being afraid of that because that creates tension of itself where you constantly um, put yourself in situations where you're not the fastest you're not the smartest you're not the strongest you know but you're able to challenge yourself and to grow and develop in that area so just um, being willing and open to put yourself in situations like that I think is great mental stimulation yes Awesome. So we talked a little bit about physical self-care, you know, definitely food and exercise. Is there anything that you want to share regarding physical self-care? I've been meditating on the scripture in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, where it Mm -hmm. talks about um, your body being a temple and making sure that we take care of our bodies and not just our physical bodies, but even like mentally, Mm -hmm. that's a part of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Take care of your eyesight and the things you see, take care of your ear and the things that you're putting inside of your ears and listening to and take care of your mouth, the things that you are saying out of your mouth and taking care of your heart and guarding your heart, Mm -hmm. which is connected to your spirit. Mm -hmm. So I've been meditating on that um, as far as the physical um, portion is just, um, being reminded that our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit and our bodies have different layers to Mm -hmm. it and you have to take care of every aspect of it. So it's not, it's bigger than just going to the gym and bigger than 
eating healthy. Yeah. You have to feed your spirit the right things. You have to listen to the right things. You have to watch the right things mm-hmm. that's going to feed your spirit. Mm-hmm. And let me just chime in a little bit on health and wellness. Um, staying on top of your appointments. I know that can be a challenge. That can be honestly something that you may want to shy away from. Some people have the perspective where it's like, well, if I don't go to the doctor, he can't tell me anything bad. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I dealt a lot with anxiety because, you know, I, you know, was in remission, but every time I went to the doctor, I'd be like, oh my God, what are they going to find? What are they going to find? You know, but you can't be afraid of that. You know, one of the scriptures I was meditating on this week, I think it's Psalm 112 verse seven, where it says he is not afraid of bad news. He will trust in the Lord. So I just kindly put a little S in front of that and was like, she is not afraid of bad news. She will trust in the Lord because that is the truth. Like we cannot allow circumstances and situations to dictate our emotions, you know, or what we know to be true about God, you know. So you can't let fear keep you from going to your appointments, you know. Or for me, I think about finances too. You can't let finances keep you from going to appointments. A lot of times people are like, oh my God, I just, I don't want another bill, you know, and I get it. I totally, totally, totally get it, you know, but pray that, you know, God helps you find a way to go to see, you know, your your regular health and wellness appointments. First of all, insurance, I know, can be expensive in and of itself, you know, but hopefully um, whatever state you're in or what have you have some at least general assistance programs that you can, you know, get where you can get health care to at least get your regular appointments. You know, you should be able to get your annual physical, your annual women's wellness checkup for free covered under your insurance, you know, but I know that can be a, a point of anxiety too you know um, so navigating through all of that but just trusting that if you're faithful to do what God has instructed you to do which is to take care of your body and to you know to get your annual checkups that he's going to be faithful to provide the means to do it you know but that's a big one you know dental care is something I'm focusing on you know which honestly to me can be more expensive than yes. regular, your rest of your body I'm like Lord I gotta am I taking a credit card out for my teeth like what in the world you know but like those are important things things to really be mindful of you know um women's wellness your eyesight what you were talking about i mean oh my gosh you know just making sure that you are doing everything that you know to do to make sure your body is in its optimal state because it is like you said it's our temple you know and trusting that god is going to give us you know um guidance and wisdom on how to um you know make sure that we're able to cover expenses and provide for all of that you know prescriptions or what have you so um just not being afraid of it and just taking one step at a time you know i know it can cause anxiety to think oh my gosh i haven't been to a doctor and i don't know how long but if you just take (laughs) one step and say hey i'm gonna get started with my regular physical and exam you know and i'm not gonna be afraid of bad news you know whatever god has for me in this season whatever you know the doctor finds whether it's good bad or ugly you know God is going to be with me in that moment and he's going to show me how to navigate through it. So I just have to give that shout out because I know checkups, especially honestly for the black community, for um, minorities can be something that we're kind of like, Oh, you know, I don't, if I have to go, if I'm on my deathbed, I'll go. But (laughs) that's a really important aspect of self-care, physical self-care. And sometimes too, as a mother, um, you definitely have to make sure you're taking care of yourself because yeah. I have three little ones. Mm-hmm. And so we try to plan all of their do- doctor's appointments a whole year in yeah. advance. And we have to put it on the calendar for this child, this child, you know, this mm-hmm. child, um, a dentist visit on this day, mm-hmm. physical on this day. And it's a lot of planning. And then sometimes you forget about yourself, but you have to plan those doctor's appointments for physicals yeah. and OBGYN and the dental visit and all those different mm-hmm. appointments, I try to plan out in advance so we can figure out how we're going to work it mm-hmm. into our schedule. Can you take the girls on this day or can I? And sometimes with my child, Ryla, you know, that child right there, she will run. Oh. So I'm like, no, we need, we need, I need your help on that oh. day. I cannot take her by myself. Yeah. She will run away from the nurse. Oh. <laughs> 
it's awful if I have to take her by yeah. myself because it takes like two or three nurses to yeah. kind of hold her down if she has to get a shot or whatever. I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do that one by myself. <gasps> nope, nope, nope. So you have to plan you do. Uh, in advance, especially if you have little ones to also take yeah. care of. And don't forget to make time for yourself. Absolutely. It's important because you could be the mom who's getting all their appointments straight and then you ain't going to none. You know what I'm saying? Like modeling that out and and being an example for them, but then also making sure that you're good and that you're here for the long haul as well for them. Right. Yeah. So that's the important piece. So, all right. Self-care socially socially yeah what does that look like that one um is a process for me Mm -hmm. socially it is hard for me because of the dynamic of my family but i do make time out for my friends Mm -hmm. um and in our life group we have a life group um it's just like a bible study group Uh and we take turns like making dinner And um, in our group, they're all married, Mm -hmm. and a lot of us have kids. Mm -hmm. So we all meet at someone's house, and you have to, you know, cook dinner for, like, a whole bunch of people (laughs) or buy dinner for a whole bunch of people. So um, it is still socially, though, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we can share life experiences, give advice, and we even plan outings together as a family um, which is also fun. And we go out for birthday celebrations mm-hmm. and we just do a lot of um, social outings in Atlanta, which helps socially for me. Mm-hmm. But of course I have friends outside of my life group mm-hmm. and you know, I like to go to the movies, mm-hmm. um, go to Pont city market. I like mm-hmm. to walk and do different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have to schedule in time in advance yeah so that um ryan knows like what days he needs to take care of the girls Mm -hmm. and vice versa like we Mm -hmm. have to balance like okay well you went out this weekend and you know it's my turn next weekend or whatever but we definitely have to schedule it in yeah what about you that's important um i yeah come family is is great for for as far as social community is concerned we uh, both my husband and myself have family here so we try to connect with them consistently you know um and not just when it's a holiday or something you know but like hey let's get something on the calendar let's meet let's have dinner let's go out let's what have you you know spend time with one another because that community is important you know friends for me is important too i think i'm just now in a season where i am actively reconnecting with friends you know um but just embracing those circles you know we have our friend community the wives of track stars shout out to um alfie grant and yes. crystal ricks you know um the four and of jada. us yes and jada miles we try to get together and and um support one another consistently in that regard you know i have friends from college that i try to spend time with consistently you know my spellmanite shout out to them um that we're connecting consistently with one another you know um i have you know bible a bible study that I, that i attend on a weekly basis um which is a small group of women that we support one another and you know encourage one another but that community is important and I I know sometimes you can go through seasons where it doesn't seem like it's as important or or that it should be important but it really is like God designed us to live in community you know and so really taking that time to spend and to do life with one another I think because we live in a virtual um, reality world where social usually equates to social media versus like like physically who you're actively engaging with you know I think we lose certain things like hugs you know like eye contact like you know laughing and, 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 and spending time with one another sharing a meal you know when you share a meal with someone like it causes their defenses to drop and they become more open to you know to share and to um, you know be vulnerable and transparent and to connect you know those are all important skills that we cannot lose sight of in this social media age you know yes. and so like community is important very anything else on social self-care no i think i think we covered it well let's hit financial self-care because i think honestly i think a lot of times people overlook financial self-care and even thinking about in the quote that i was reading earlier how like 
financial self-care is very important. I think we spend a lot of time trying to look the part without actually being the part, you know, or trying to keep up with the Joneses instead of being the Joneses, you know. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? You know, oftentimes, you know, you look at somebody's house or their car, but you don't know what their debt to income ratio is. You really don't, you know. And so you have to focus in on making sure that you not only look the part, but that you are the part. You know, what, how much debt do you have? Are you actively working to get rid of that? You know, are you living below your means? Like, that's a huge thing. You know, are you, do you know when to say no or, or, or to um, find more cost efficient options, you know, instead of always trying to say yes, because you don't, you, you know, you don't want to be left out or you want to be included, you know? So what does financial self-care look like for you? For us in the Moore household, we have a a few accounts. We Uh have a personal account. He has a personal account. And then we have a household Mm -hmm. account. And we have a savings account. Uh And so usually we we assign different bills. Mm -hmm. So you cover these bills. I cover these bills. This is how much money goes into the household account. Mm This is what we need to use the household account for. Mm-hmm. And so that way, and we also, you know, put money into our savings account. Mm-hmm. But that way we have a little bit of freedom in our personal accounts yeah. to, you know, buy little stuff or buy gifts for each other mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't want the yeah. other person to know. Yeah. Um, so I like the way that we set it up, but mm-hmm. we had to definitely communicate about, okay, well, you have more income or I have more income. Mm-hmm. So you take on the majority of the bills mm-hmm. or I take on the majority of yeah. the bills and we have to work it out that way. Um, but it's definitely important to have a savings account um, so that when those emergencies come up, you have something to pull from because yes. um, they will happen. Yes. But it's also good to also have like a personal account for for us mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that in case I want to buy a new top, it's not like I have to go and ask him, mm-hmm. can I, you know, take 20 bucks out, mm-hmm. you know, to buy a new top. Yeah. You know, I have my own yeah. money and I kind of like that freedom. Mm-hmm. So that's how we work it out. What yeah. about you guys? We have, gosh, the Dawsonville household has, we, we've been through many seasons and, and if I'm honest, finances has been a point of contention in our relationship, gosh, since we were dating, like really since we were dating, like that has always brought tension to our relationship because we either just didn't have any uh, any money or enough money, you know, or there was the, oh, who's the breadwinner? Who makes more? Who makes less? You know, are we both employed? You know, are we underemployed? Are we overemployed? Like that has always been a, ten- a tension that we've had to learn how to manage in Dawsonville. You know, I think we're in a much better place now. You know, we're both employed, thankfully, you you know, I've been able to um, get, become gainful, more gainfully employed over the last two years or so, which has been helpful because, I mean, literally we were I was working part time when I was um, when I was diagnosed and going through chemo and everything. And so, you know, we were like on manna from heaven for a couple of years, like, OK, God, like, you know, and then at the same time, medical bills coming in, you know. Um, and so it was just a lot that we were working through and are still working through. Through, but we've um, we've had to be more vigilant, you know, with saving, with um, debt. Gosh, with trying to get rid of debt, trying to eradicate debt. You know, we bought a house last year, which was a blessing. Ooh, ooh, Thank you, which was a blessing. But then at the same time, we had all kinds of crazy stuff go on in the first like three to six months. So it was like, okay, God, like what in the world, you know? So we are constantly trying to navigate and manage that tension. But very similar to you all, we kind of go based on um, who's bringing in what amount of income as far as who's covering what bills, you know? We have names attached to both accounts, but he manages one account and I manage the other account and we just have access to both of them so we know what's in them, you know, and then can kind of go from there. Um, Oh yeah, we definitely have access to each other's (laughs) accounts. That's key. Married people, we married definitely, people. I know what you've been spending your money on. If I want to know, I can go in there and look at that account. That's that's key, married people. You know, and so you know, and we've had conversations about that where it's like, okay, uh, I can't see what's going on, and you know, but all that to say, um, it's very important to be very transparent with your with your finances, you know. But um, just to be to to make sure, as from a self care perspective, that you have a plan that you have a adequate proactive vigilant plan about eradicating debt 
which means you can't accumulate more. And that's a challenge for us, especially as new homeowners. We're like, okay, what we need to do? Do we have any more money left? Like, Lord, you know, but trying to eradicate debt and then at the same time making sure that you're building up your savings because your emergency shouldn't be your credit card. Your emergency should be handled with your savings, you know. Your vacations shouldn't be your credit card. Your vacation should come from your savings. And I'm preaching to myself, y'all. I'm preaching to the choir as I'm talking (laughs) about this because these are areas that we are, like, actively, like, literally today, actively working to address and to become healthier in, you know, as far as self-care. It is a process. It is, you know. For everyone. And if you have to, if you have to go through seasons where you need to take on extra, you know, extra jobs or side hustles or what have you, you know, do it. And I will say this, if you're going to do it, then commit to making all of that extra income go towards eradicating that debt. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I got some extra money. I can, you know, buy this now. I can do that now. No, like, channel all of that towards the debt. If you're going to make that sacrifice, like you want it to pay off so whatever you need to do to be you know financially healthy is important so that's a little bit on self-care financially so it's time for an eva moment Ah, what is the takeaway from this topic of self-love and self-care well i would say um to be intentional you know to be intentional and it doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're all in in every last one of these areas but it's maybe choosing in uh, you know two one or two areas where it's like hey I really could be more intentional in this area and what can I do to be intentional in that but um, so doing that but then also realizing that self-care and self-love is important if you want to have a relationship with anybody and I'm not just talking about a significant other if you want want to be an effective mother, if you want to be an effective coworker, if you want to be an effective friend, if you want to be an effective sister or daughter, like like self-care, self-love is important because that's the only way you have anything to give. So make it a priority. Yes. Yeah. So it's now it's time for our noble character segment. All right. So if you know of a woman that you want to give praise to, a shout out or recognize for making a difference in their family, mm-hmm. neighborhood, or on their job, then please go to our website at becomingevatoday.com and submit their name in the noble character tab. So today's noble character submission was submitted by Miss Danielle Fields. Yay. And this is what she wrote. I am nominating Mrs. Marlo Beamnon as a woman of noble character who practices self-love and self-care. She has been a mentor and inspiration to me since I met her a few years ago. A couple of her passions include building up women and marriages. And she recently founded the Mosaic Women's Ministry at her church, where she is a first lady due to her husband's new church plant in 2018 she is loving kind sweet encouraging a businesswoman active in her community and living life virtuously and excellently awesome so shout out thank you danielle for sending in your noble character submission yes thank you Uh, my noble character acknowledgement this week is actually um someone that inspired you know, this whole talk that we had about self-care and gosh, ever since I was in college, I have seen her actively walk this out. Um, and we've, we've been in relationship during different seasons. We, um, attended college together. She was a senior when I was a freshman and we were in ministry together and even post ministry, you know, she, um, went on to become a doctor, start her own, um, or I should say get her PhD, um, start her own company. And I benefited, you know, from that company because she does a lot of um, leadership trainings. But the leadership trainings are so rich because they deal with self-care. And so I want to, for my noble character acknowledgement, to acknowledge Dr. Zaret Boyd, my fellow Spelmanite. Um, she's an amazing, amazing woman of God. Um, you know, was there when she got married. Um, she went on to have a son and incredible son Um, he actually has special needs and so her navigating just her life as far as work as far as education as far as being a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur has been amazing to watch and she actually shares so many different nuggets of wisdom um, as it relates to her journey and I've seen her walk it out you know when we were in full-time ministry and our the, the the church that we worked with I mean it was 
like you all in or you all out, period. And so, you know, to be in the midst of that environment and to enforce a Sabbath where it was like, you know, you felt the fear of God if you called her on this day. <laughs> like that was an amazing thing for her, that boundary that she set very early on where it was like, I am taking time actively to re replenish, to refresh and to renew. And so I just love the fact you know, that I've been able to um, not only eat from her life, but to see her live out so many of these principles that we were talking about today. So I want to acknowledge and shout out my Spelman sister, Dr. Zaret Boyd. All right. Our Becoming Eva challenge for this week. Yes. So tell them about our Becoming Eva challenge. Okay. And this was actually inspired by Dr. Zaret Boyd as well. But, um, this is a rule of life activity that I want us to look at. And it was actually created by a pastor based out of New York called Pete Scazzaro. He has an, an incredible ministry um, called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And um, just incredible, incredible ministry because he too, you know, has experienced that church burnout, you know, to the point where he shares a story in his book about his wife, first lady of the church coming to him saying, I quit and I, I don't want to, I'm leaving the church because <laughs> she was tired. She was burnt out, you know? And so they literally had to build in principles in their life in order to have a healthy um, marriage, first and foremost, and then to have a healthy ministry. And so uh, the rule of life activity, I'll just give you the description real quick of what it is okay so a rule of life is a structure or a rhythm for our lives that enables us to pay attention to God in everything we do it serves our desire to abide in and experience his love all day long not compartmentalizing our spirituality um, our goal is to live our lives in communion with Jesus i.e. to pray without ceasing and so basically the activity is you um and you can create this yourselves. I'll just give you an idea of what the template looks like, though. But you have this template here, and you've got four squares. You've got relationships. You've got prayer. You've got rest. You've got work. And then in the center, you have love of God. And so you really start out by writing a list of everything that nurtures your spirit. And don't get deep here. It doesn't always have to be, you know, reading the Bible and spending time with God, although that should be on your list. But, you know, it could be shopping. It could be going to the beach. It could be spending time with friends and family, whatever. But um, whatever that list is, write it out of things that nurture your spirit. It could be things you're doing now or things that you want to do, things that you should be doing. And then you put them in these respective buckets here, you know, so you kind of get an idea of where your bucket is more full, which is basically usually what you lean towards more when it comes to being refreshed and renewed. And you look at how you can actively incorporate those things in your life. What does it look like for you to regularly incorporate these things in your life? Talking about creating a rhythm here and not just like, oh, I take a vacation twice a year. OK, great. But what are the other 95 percent of the year look like for you? You know, are you stressing out? Are you pulling your hair out, you know, like, what does it look like? So what are things that you can actively incorporate in your life on a regular basis to nurture your spirit, to cultivate that self care, that self love that we're talking about, you know, how does that look for you? And so, um, once you've created those buckets, you, your rule of life can be a collage. It could be um, a visual graphic. It could be a list. It could be an audio recording, whatever, but something that captures that rule of life and shows you what's important for you to integrate in your life on a regular basis. So your BE challenge this week is to create your own personal rule of life. Awesome. I definitely think I'm going to incorporate creativity yes. in my rule of life yes. because I like writing, yes. I like arts and crafts, uh -huh. painting, all of those things help me to relax and to reflect and I love family time me time and stillness yes. um, to commune with God. So I'm definitely going to be working on my rule of life challenge. Very so excellent, Maya. Thank you Thank so much. You. Oh, and shameless plug, painting-wise, you can visit our website also and see some of LaToya's work and purchase your own if you'd like. Thank you You're for welcome. that plug. BecomingEvaToday.com. <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> How did you do with your challenge from last week? Oh, my observing gosh. Observing the Sabbath. Uh, let me think. Last week, you know what? I did pretty good. We were actually closing out um, a fast that we do at the beginning of the year. And I really, um, I did something different this year. I wanted to um, just kind of lean into God more and to kind of, um, you know, dedicate, if you will, 
um, or create a bridge, if you will, from our time of, of dedicated consecration to, you know, what does our life look like outside of that? And so I was really intentional with spending time with him and setting aside time and shutting things down and just honing in on him. So I think I did pretty well last week. I had to think about good. it for a minute, but yeah, it was a good, good. Week. We We normally do our Sabbath on Sunday for mm-hmm. us. And then this, we normally also keep our kids on a pretty tight schedule mm-hmm. so we usually shut it down about 7 30 8 o'clock that's real i'm one of those moms like lights out you don't yep. have to go to sleep but you got same room there you go and so that's kind of <laughs> how we get our little me time in yeah. and you know creativity time for me so mm-hmm. we are still working on that yes. um so next week we're going to be talking about dating and relationships yes. Uh, dating as an independent woman. Yes. <laughs> so make sure you tune in next week. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook at Becoming Eva One Word. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. Yes. And so, don't forget, feel free if you have any submissions for noble character on, you know, dating as an independent woman, somebody that did it right, that you admire, that you respect, feel free to submit that as well as your topic ideas. Awesome. So see you soon. See you soon. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.